We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for waiting through the week off last week as P. Harris was out of the continental United States. Mahalo. And on the island United States. And we will be doing our very first second location (laughs) episode today. But not location like brewery, but location like... Place. Like a region. Place. Yeah, like like what what's beer like in this region? People place things. Yes. Yeah. The place is there. So it's we will... Minnesota. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Again. I'm joking. I'm joking. Our third episode on Minnesota. <laughs> I guess technically that would be the first time, although it was really just a quick It was hit. more just like it was more C B C World Beer Cup and then Minnesota. Yes. And uh, then you got yelled at for not really trying good Minnesota beer. Yeah, I know, which was totally my fault. Thank you for yelling at uh, me. but the episode today will be Hawaii in the view of Patrick Harris. Yeah. For those of you who have been listening since the beginning, I want to say within the first 30 episodes, we did a Hawaii episode with our friend Joe. Joe had gone to Hawaii to visit some family, and he got into the Maui Beer Festival, essentially, Mm -hmm. and came back with tales of the beer that they had there and then uh, gave us some beers as well. And yeah, this is uh, what we'll be doing today. Patrick brought in two beers from the same brewery, and we have a beer of the week that's a local beer of the week or uh, regional beer of the week i should say (laughs) but uh yeah i'm very excited to hear about your takes on hawaii because uh it's been two and a half years since that first episode and our palates have changed so much and i'm assuming you got to try at least two or three different breweries Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, about five or six actually nice i went to three and tried another three some of them don't count like I had a longboard lager from Kona Brewing. Oh yeah, which you can get anywhere. Yes, uh, and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, it was. It's always cool to travel. It's always cool to see how people do stuff, and uh, I'm I'm excited to share my experience. Being on being on the island was quite nice. Uh, I drank a lot of uh, <laughs> I drank a lot of light, cheap, crappy beer because it's hot all day. Yeah, uh, but I definitely squeezed in. Uh, some some brewery stuff with some suggestions from some of you guys and uh, some suggestions from some of my beer friends and some of my own online uh, research. So we will get to that momentarily. You can find this podcast most places you can find podcasts. 
the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Omni, 1080thefan.com, Instagram.com slash Beers on Us is our main hub. We post pictures there. You can DM us there and we'll uh, we'll see those. And then our personal pages, I'm at Mike Lynch27 on Twitter. Patrick is at PDiddy085 on Instagram. Weekend beer wise, yours was Hawaii, so we'll get sure. to that in a second. Well, I've got a few things non Hawaii I oh. can touch on. Yeah. Okay, cool. I have a picture <clears throat> I posted on Instagram that you commented on from Hawaii. <laughs> uh the color scheme picture that oh, I posted. Yeah, dude. Looks so good. I got my hands on Living House beer for the first time. This was not this last week, but it was the previous weekend. We are two weeks removed from our last episode. Yes. I tried the West Coast IPA named after you, Patrick. Of course, because those guys love me so much. Well, they I do. actually found out what their beers are named after. Oh, really? Grandmas. Aw. Yeah. Well, and you are a grandma at heart. So very much so. It's definitely you. I had the Dolores Pills and I had the Joyce Kolsch. I also got a couple of Von Ebert beers. I had the Modern Noble Pills and the Ewok Dreams IPA. And I've liked Ewok in the past. And I That's work. a Maddie beer over there. Shout out to her. And my girlfriend and I are going through Clone Wars for the first time, so I was thinking Star Wars, and yeah. I was like, that's fun. Yeah. I got the Logsdon Metamorphosis, which was a barrel-aged porter. Oh. I got the- Nice to see them coming back around. Yes. I had the Brewery 26 Oatmeal Coffee Porter. And then I had Block 15's Crosby Cuts of Sticky Hands. Mm, how was that? I saw it on the shelf, but I was about to leave, so I didn't grab one. Oh, really, 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 yeah. really good. Yeah. Well, you know me. I love the kids at Crosby. And... Yeah, the in the previous ones they've done, it's, it's all part of the selection series mm. where they do the single hop beers, and then they use those hops they used into a Sticky Hands. The last year we did it, I didn't like it. It's actually on the COVID wall right yeah, there. The I'm Brewer's looking at it. I didn't like it as much as the single hop versions, but this one was really, really tasty and good. Uh out of the Living House beers, my favorite was the West Coast IPA. Yeah. thought it was really solid. I liked the Pilsner, although a little bit more bitter than I was expecting it mm-hmm. to be, but still good. The Kolsch was okay. Not my favorite Kolsch that I've ever had, but was crisp and refreshing. Was the clear third of those three that I had. I haven't had the Kolsch yet, and I would love to go track down a can because I've actually been like diving into the style lately. Just like... The boys at Grains at my job made one, uh, say it was released maybe five weeks ago or something, and I really enjoyed it. And I was kind of like, you never like Kolsch's. So I've been kind of, you know, and I, I, I'm i friends with Bolt over at 5440, who is the Kolsch master in Southwest Washington. And so I've just been kind of like really intrigued on the style for funsies. Uh, so I'd like to try that. I agree with you on the Pilsner. When I first tasted the Pilsner at Living House, it, it, I did not enjoy it. I didn't hate it, but it was not my thing. And then I got about a third of the way down. And as I was really like in the groove of drinking it, then I really started to enjoy it. Uh, and, and the Hellas was, was kind of the same way. The IPA, I did not get to, I did not see the Hellas, so uh, I didn't get to have Maybe the Hellas was out already. It was one of the first three that dropped. The Kolsch must be the newest one. Yeah. They had a hazy as well, but I didn't, I didn't try Yeah, that. I didn't but try that But the West one. Coast IPA, I, I enjoyed, you know, Matt and Conrad, their their reputation speak for themselves. Speaking of new breweries, we'll we'll probably do an in the brews episode somewhat soon to get caught up on the news. But there is another new brewery from well respected brewers slash restaurant people mm-hmm. as Whitney Burnside, mm-hmm. the lead brewer at the Portland Pub of Ten Barrel, has gone off on her own with her husband, who's a chef, mm-hmm. and made her own brewery yep. called Grand Fur. Grand Fur. Which is a great name for a brewery, by the Fantastic. way. Fantastic. I've seen the logo as well. Um, it looks clean. It's crisp. 
It uh, makes me very excited that I won't have to feel a, a, a tinge of guilt drinking Whitney's beer again. I know, I know. She is one of the most fantastic brewers on the West Coast. Um, and Doug, her husband, is a fantastic chef as well. Dare I say this is the most hyped brewery I can think of opening. Yep. There's a lot of pressure on those two. And I think those two will deliver. Uh, I think this is going to be very, very cool. And I cannot wait uh, to not only have their beer, but I'm definitely going to see if we can't get them both on this podcast. In, in terms of newer breweries, <clears throat> the closest I can think of to the hype that I've seen on social for this is Foreland, mm. which was hyped when it opened up for sure. Because we all love Sean, and Sean does great work. Yep. Uh, so I, I think that was another one that kind of mm-hmm. hit that level of mm-hmm. great brewer going on their own, you know, more portland style beers as opposed to trendy style beers and i think that kind of fits so we'll do it in the brews episode down the road again a little bit but uh you know when we get a a bunch of stories that we can kind of talk to you about and then your week in beer before we get to hawaii yeah yeah just just real quick uh you know i mean everybody's gabf beers are due next week so start paying attention to your favorite breweries your local breweries your down the street breweries as people are probably start getting ready to launch some of that and I heard this little tiny rumor that Fresh Hop Elliot may be available on Friday of this week. Well, I saw an Instagram post that had Fresh Hop Elliot from Ex Novo in a can. Okay. So, so it's maybe coming. it's out. I, I've been away, so I haven't really kind of checked in. I got At I the gotta, very I'm least, it's coming. Up. Yeah, so here we are. We're we're back in fresh hop season. I know. Uh, and all of a sudden, we're going to have Freshies episodes for you again. <laughs> yep, here we go. I feel like we just did those last Buckle year, up. but it's been a full year since then. Um yeah. So that's kind of it. Just me, Chomp. I'm just playing catch up and trying to see some stuff and, and see what's going on. I'm very happy for Whitney and Doug. I can't wait for this. And uh yeah, I I have oh, been I on, I, I've, I've I've been on Hawaii I've been in on Oahu for, for eight days and uh, I got back Sunday and I've just been work, work, work the last three days trying to catch up. So I haven't even seen what's on the market. I I, I feel a little bit uh Christmassy slash kid in the candy store. I can't wait to go to uh, my local watering holes that I love to buy cans from and just kind of peruse and see what's going on. One more before we get to Hawaii. I went to the new Wildwood Tap House for the first time. Oh, you text me this and I didn't respond to you because I'm a jerk. Um, it just opened in Cedar Mill. The original location is in Hillsborough. I had not been to that one. Uh, Cedar Mill is the neighborhood I live in in Beaverton. And I went up there this weekend with my buddy. And one, the spot is cool. They've got two deck or two layers. There's there's steps that go upstairs. They've got a bar that's at the window, and then the upstairs has a bar that's slightly away from the window but facing it. The window doesn't look at anything spectacular, but it's you can look outside at the bar. Uh, cool modern place. The tap list is what got me so excited for it. And for those of you who live West Side suburbs, you will know this. There is very there are very few places on the west side suburbs that you can find portland level bottle shop tap lists mm. like saravesa bridgetown beer house belmont, belmont station john's john yeah there there none of them monitors, do it yeah. none of them do it there are places that have some good options but mostly it's like a random hodgepodge that you're like okay i guess i'll try this these are some of the breweries that were represented at wildwood tap house steeplejack already uh, E9, which is doing very well out of Washington. 
Uh, Block 15, Stormbreaker, a couple of Oregon City beers. They had a Cold Fire IPA. They had a Ruse IPA. They had a Grains of Wrath IPA. They had a Foreland IPA. They had Ex Novo. They had Block 15. They had Boneyard, and they had Ruse going down into the dark beer. Check, 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 check. check. Every brewery I want at a tap house was there, or most breweries I want at a tap house was there. The bartender was really cool. It was actually super chill on the weekend. We were talking to him, and he was saying that, after work weekdays, they are so lammed. Wow. And the weekends are actually pretty slow. Interesting. Because people in the West Burbs tend sure, to go yeah, yeah, places. Yeah. But it's a neighborhood. And yeah. a ton of people live in, in Cedar Mill. And that is be quickly becoming the neighborhood tap house. And at least that's what it sounds like. Just some wonderful choices. And it, I was so happy that it's uh, that it's close to me. That it's a place that I can go to easily and get really good beer on tap. That's great. Yeah. That's great. So if you live in Beaverton, go check out Wildwood Tap House. It's up off of uh, Cornell and Barnes, essentially. Cornell and like Saltman. Right for in those the heart of, of it. Uh, for those of you who know that area, that's where it is. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> yes. So anyway, <clears throat> into Hawaii beer. What is the first beer we are drinking in front of us right now? Well, I, I was able to pick up a bunch of cans from some places, and, and the big ones that really stuck out to me uh, was we have two cans in front of us from Hanakoa. Uh, which is in downtown Honolulu. Uh, we we are currently drinking the Party Boy Pills, which is a Tokyo style pilsner, uh, whatever that means. <laughs> so using rice then? Yeah, uh, yeah, they used rice in this, and uh, we got with our friends at the Rice Factory to put together this pilsner, befitting of the Tokyo nightlife in all its neon glory. Well, I could see that being a actually a pretty good marketing move. Because there's a huge Japanese population huge, in Hawaii. Huge. Japanese, Korean, Chinese, huge, huge population over there. So if you're leaning into that a little bit, then that's gonna that's gonna fly off the shelves. Yeah, and so I really enjoyed this when I had it on draft. And it's really good in the yeah, can. And they had cans, and so I smuggled it. What's the back name of the brewery? States Hanakoa. Hanakoa. Uh, and then we'll crack in a moment. This feels like summer West Coast IPA. I had an experience there. Uh, it was me and my wife and our oldest, just the three of us. And uh, the server came up to me and I ordered the party boy pills because it was a rice lager. And of course, I'm going to order that to start. Then I said, hey, and I, I'm interested in IPA. Which one should I get? And she goes, feels like summer. It's the freshest one. And just looked at me like, I don't know if it's the best one, but it's the freshest. Just go with that. And I just wanted to say, I love you. Thank you for telling Thank me what the freshest beer was. Me that. Because usually I go to a place and I'm like, what are your, what, what's the newest beer on tap? And I try to pretend like I'm a regular and they're like, I've never seen you in my life, dude. Just drink this. By the way, a quick, quick, quick aside tangent. My roommate uh, was who I went to Wildwood Tap House with this last weekend, or my ex-roommate. And he blew the keg on the beer that he got. Mm-hmm. And so they gave him the beer free, and they gave him a free T-shirt because he blew the keg. Oh! So it's his very first time there. He also lives in the neighborhood, obviously. And he was like, "Well, you got my business moving forward. <laughs> if this is my first time here, and and that's that's what I can do, awesome." A free T-shirt on the blown keg. That's a good. A free T-shirt and the free beer. <laughs> yeah. So I really like the place. We had lunch. It, it was great. But I went to let's see. I went to Hanakoa. I went to Honolulu Beer Works. And I went to the Beer Lab. Is that it? Those are the three breweries I went to. Okay. I had some. Did you go 
at all solo? Did you just like tell the fam, hey, I'm going to do a little brewery yeah, trip Yeah, I went, I went to Beer Lab by myself, and I went to uh, Honolulu Beer Works by myself. Uh, and then Hanakoa was with the wife and our oldest of three. <clears throat> um, and the bartender at Honolulu Beer Works was, was awesome. He's from Petaluma, California. And we were just kind of chatting, and I was like, oh, because he was kind of mentioning when I moved here, when I moved here, and so then I was like, oh, where are you from? And he was like, I'm from Petaluma, California. Have you ever heard of Lagunitas? <laughs> and I was like, before he even said, but when he said Petaluma, I was like, well, yeah, the only reason I know where Petaluma is is because Lagunitas is from there. So that was a really funny thing. I mean, you work at a brewery in Hawaii. Everyone's a tourist. Yeah. You know, so... It makes sense why you, as a bartender, that would be part of your spiel. Oh, I'm from Petaluma, California. Somebody like, where the hell's that? You're like, oh, have you ever heard of Lagunitas? I have. That's a huge brewery. That's in Petaluma. Where's Petaluma? So yeah. For for him, it was no big deal. But I just got a huge kick out of it. I had that when I went to Turks and Caicos. I mm-hmm. uh, went to a brewery there, and the bartender was, or actually, the owner was American, mm-hmm. and. Because tourism, it was like the whole thing was just talking about where they were from and, and all that, and it just reminds me. Yeah, of and there was a group of people sitting next to me who started talking about going to Portland and having beers, and they were talking about Cascade drinking sours, mm. and I just kind of, I obviously had to ch- chime in. I was just like, "That's where I'm from." They're like, "You're from Portland?" And I was like, "Yeah," and they were like awesome it's so funny the respect for portland outside of the area is really cool anyway went to honolulu beer works beer was solid uh i enjoyed it cool little spot it's kind of off the beaten path um you know it's not very big they got a little bit of food um a bunch of beer on draft and some cans and and i really enjoyed it there one thing i learned is a lot of people over there when they're 12 ounce cans at the top, like where the label stops, and then it's you know this can to the to the lid. There's like it's ribbed, like there's for your pleasure. <laughs> there's it, it's 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 got these like uh, these bumps that circle all around and come out. And I was kind of like, what is this about? Why does every? I mean, is this like the source of empty cans in Hawaii? Like, is it a supply chain thing? And my wife mentioned this, and I actually thought it was probably spot on. It was extra grip. It's so hot and muggy that when you have a cold can, you could easily slip out of your hand. And that was not slipping out of my hand. I saw multiple breweries. The Maui Beer Company, which sells a bunch of beer over here, I've never seen that here over there. They're like the ribbed can. Interesting. So I thought that was really cool. That I is went, interesting. I went to Beer Lab Hawaii. A Beer Lab uh, got a lot of praise on the internet, and I got there, and I had a German Pilsner with Saz Hops, which I thought was really uh, interesting and fun to get into because Saz Hops are generally in Czech Pilsners, and this was in a German Pilsner, but I quite enjoyed it, and I even bought a Crowler and took it home and drank it that night. Uh, and I had a, a an IPA with a bunch of Cryo Hops in it that I thought was pretty good, too, uh, but they had seven beers on draft and I only want to drink two because they were all hazy. Interesting. I was going to, I was going to ask you as kind of a, a final question on, on the Hawaii stuff was what is the beer vibe there? Because when you were talking about the guy from California talking about the Portland scene and, and how they respect the Portland scene, um, I am curious, are they like trying to follow trends are they trying to follow Portland, Seattle? Sure. Are they completely on an island, pun intended, mm-hmm. and doing their own thing? Like, what is <clears throat> the most common beer that you saw while you were there? Well, 
style wise or whatever or sorry people drinking sure sure um there i've I've got two answers that are both massively contradictory towards each other one nobody's making loggers it was very hard to find loggers okay um and so so they're not doing the brewer's beer yeah yeah and there there was what looked to be like a lot of golden ales or just beer flavored ales and you would think that in a place as hot as hawaii that the lager would actually do quite well right but most of these places i went to have very small systems Mm. and so you're going to tie up a tank for that long to make a lager is what i could what i could think second of all every brewery to me i mean of of the three that i went to and and you know i tried uh ola was another one that I tried. I had a longboard logger at a at a at a bar because it was all they had. You know that's Kona Brewing and which is local, um, but it really felt like every brewery just kind of did whatever they wanted to do. Okay, it didn't feel like they were following. I mean, like I went to Beer Lab Hawaii and their you know their mantra was very much like, you know, we experiment. You know, we do kind of whatever we want. I had this IPA that was all cryo hops. And I was like, that's interesting. And I saw the hop builds on their hazies. And I was like, that's interesting. A German pills with Czech hops. That's interesting. So naturally, a brewery basing themselves on being experimental would probably have three or four hazies on draft. And if you're catering to tourists, I looked around and everybody was drinking hazies. And I'm the outcast drinking the Pilsner and the West Coast IPA. Yeah. But that was just at that brewery. When I was at Honolulu Beer Works, that, that place felt like a Portland brewery. People are drinking IPAs. They had a red on that was very popular. And that that felt more like being in Portland. It, it seems like, and probably because there's so much tourism over there, that the breweries can kind of do whatever they want. It almost if you're a beer person going to Hawaii... You're going to go to any brewery you have the chance to. So it almost, I think that's actually the best answer, in my in my opinion, is it's Hawaii beer. What's the vibe? It's Hawaii beer. Yeah. You're not trying to copy Portland. Mahalo. You're not Aloha. trying to copy California. Yep. You're not trying to copy smoothie sours and hazies. You're doing Hawaii stuff. I did not see any smoothie sours. Okay. Uh, I did see a milkshake IPA at Hanakoa. I didn't see any pastry stouts. Again, it's just kind of, everyone's just kind of doing their own thing. And that's very much the Hawaii vibe. Like, yeah, I get off work in an hour and I'm going to go to the beach. Oh, what'd you do yesterday? Oh, I went to the beach. What are you doing tomorrow? Oh, I went to the beach. <laughs> you know, it's just like everybody everybody over in Hawaii is, you know, they just kind of do whatever the hell they want to do. Yeah. And they eat great food. It's a lifestyle, man. It's a lifestyle. And and you could see that translated in the breweries. I thought, I, I was surprised. If I'm being honest, I was surprised that the beer was as solid as it was. I kind of went into it expecting. I mean, when when you're on well, an island, when to, you're on to an be island fair, like that, th- this IPA is definitely oxidized. Oh well, I mean it's it's been warm and flew across the yes, Pacific. I'm I'm gonna figure that that may have been you <laughs> traveling with it. Yeah, most likely. Then then the beer itself, but I immediately <clears throat> smelled it, and then the sip was yeah, it's oxidized. Yeah, I, the West Coast IPA that is. I went over there assuming I was going to drink a lot of bad beer, and not because there's poor talent over there, but because everything that is in Hawaii that's not made in Hawaii costs a lot of money to oh, get there. Oh yeah. So malt, hops, you know, I don't know what the water profile is over there, you know, which if you're getting real nerdy, that's a big thing. So I kind of went in with real low expectations and I walked away saying 
this is solid. Yeah, I, I'm I'm okay it, with this. It's almost like they have latched onto the West Coast. Mm-hmm. We make good beer over here, and there are places that are better. But generally, if you come west, Colorado West, you're yeah. going to get good beer, mm-hmm. and that would include Hawaii. Well, and then every place I went into, everybody working was was great. It was really nice. I mean, you live you live on a tropical island, you know, and it's the United States of America. So, do they take it for granted? Did you ever ask anybody that? Like you live here. Yeah. It's you're on Hawaii. I asked the guy from Petaluma, you know, I think we were we were chatting, we were just BSing cuz he used to work for an airline and he has a friend that lives here in Portland. And I was like, you know, how how is it living in Hawaii? And he was like, you know, it's crazy at first, and then after a while you just kind of you just kind of get used to it. And so I think you kind of like sink into the lifestyle, yeah, right? Yeah, I think I think what what it sounds like is if you're from the mainland and you move out there, it's like, whoa, this is crazy, awesome, this is dope, oh my god, I'm going to the beach every day, oh, I got a tan, blah, 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 the food's awesome. Do you like seafood? I love seafood. You know, like, I think you have that for a little bit, but after a while, you just kind of sink into it, uh, which is a very, which is a very awesome vibe to find when you're traveling, mm-hmm. because, you it's know, very I, I'm born and raised in the Pacific Northwest, and I like to think, you know, Things are slower on the West Coast in a good way. That it's just kind of like enjoy what's in front of you, and to travel somewhere that seems so distant and so separated, and feel that same vibe was quite nice. And it's definitely representing the beer scene. I, I I think they got a little way to go, but I also think they're working against a lot of barriers. Yeah, you know, like and nobody's any... nobody's making fresh hop beer in Hawaii. Let's be real. Well, here. yeah, doing anything <laughs> on an island. With stuff that's not on that island is insanely difficult. Yeah, yeah. People talk about like, oh, I want to go live in this foreign country. Uh, okay, are you going to build your own house? Because a lot of people need to do that. How expensive is it going to be to ship those materials to whatever island you're going to? I would love to visit Istanbul. Do I want to go to Turkey? Nope. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Not at all. But what I what I was also really excited, was really jazzed about, and I'll finish with this before we get to Beer of the Week, is... When I'm at these breweries and I'm looking around at their tap list, none of it seemed super kitschy to Hawaii. You know, there's not like a pog pale ale, you know, or pineapple everywhere or like this mahalo, bro. You know, this like very stereotypical kind of almost negative reaction you would have from people that live on an island. People were trying to make beer and they were trying to make good beer. I had I had an ale that had uh, lime, cilantro, and agave. Whoa! And you kind of see it when my my father in law bought a six pack and he brought it home and I was like, it was from Honolulu Beer Works, and I looked at it and I was like, this is this sounds terrible. I do not want to try this at all. And I drank it, and it was balanced. I mean, it wasn't my favorite beer in the world, but it wasn't this like masking beer you know, sort of idea of like, let's take things that sound tropical, like mangoes and papayas and pineapple, blah, 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 and hide that, hide what beer actually is. I didn't see that over there. And I thought that was really cool because I think it would be very easy. You know, you walk in, every restaurant makes a Mai Tai, you know, every restaurant has a pina colada, you know, like that stereotype. Yeah, I didn't see that in the beer scene. And I thought that was really cool. Well, good on Hawaii. That's very exciting because I still haven't been and I would like to go at some point. And it's good to know that I'll have some good beer while I'm there. Yeah, you'll be fine. I mean, if I'm being honest, I had nothing that blew me away. That's fine. But, but you went with expectations that were much lower than that. Mm-hmm. But I never had anything that I was like, oh, God. 
You know, like this beer in front of you. You you might think, yeah, it might taste a little oxidized. It's not terrible. Yeah. I think there's worse beer made in this town. Oh, sure. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, and I'm sure there might be a gem over there, but for me, nothing blew me away, but I never was like, oh, God, this is a terrible scene. Well, if any of you guys have recently been to the islands, let us know. Instagram.com slash beers on us. What beers, what breweries did you have? What beers did you have? What did you like? Did you notice that there was a style that was prevalent that, that maybe Patrick missed in the breweries he went to? Let us know. Instagram.com slash beers on us. You can DM us there. I have a very interesting and hopefully delicious beer of the week. Ooh, I'm excited. It is a collaboration beer between two breweries you would never think would collab <laughs> on a style that people don't really make anymore. I'm aware of it. And check, 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 check. I'm in. Can't wait. That's next. Beers on us. Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris. Beers on us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. We have a very hopefully fun beer to have for Beer of the Week. Whether it's good or not, I am very excited just to see this. Um, we have not seen this style nearly at all the last couple of years. There's a couple of breweries that make this. Sure. And they call it different names. And we usually, when we see them, we try to bring them on because it's kind of a meat in the middle for us. Yes. Yes. Uh, We will be drinking a Cascadian Dark Ale or a Cascadian Dark IPA, as as they call it. This is a collaboration. It's called Holy Bones by Holy Mountain and Boneyard, hence the name Holy Bones. (laughs) It's such a fun combination. The fact that Boneyard is collabing with Holy Mountain is fun. The fact that it's a Cascadian Dark IPA is fun. And the can art is really cool and creepy. And it's like a cemetery with a ghostly figure. I have a feeling this was brewed at Holy Mountain. Okay. Um, Based on, and I'm about to read into it, but just kind of based on how it looks, the fact that it's a tall boy. I mean, Boneyard doesn't really can a whole lot. They really only started because of covid and here i am going to uh start to backtrack as fast and hard as possible (laughs) as this says brewed and packaged by boneyard beer bend oregon because of course they would package something that is as awesome as this is yes boneyard boneyard awesome awesome boneyard awesome 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 in a can size they don't (laughs) normally give give out in a style of beer that i've never seen them make before but they made it yeah they give they give love to the artwork it is by at q underscore quig so it must be maybe somebody local or something like that 6.66% 6.66% alcohol so they're they're riding the 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 train there um the high priest calls upon you to pass judgment on this ale will it be the broadsword or the thurible i don't know what that is but maybe you do mike nope i don't know you like how i judged you about you just were like a D kid even though you're not yeah <laughs> what quarrel or prayer from the depths as a bock oh my god add an ale yeast hop the s out of it 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 actually spells out the whole bad word, but this is a family show, and the holiest, we've never cursed on this podcast. And the before. holiest of bones has risen. We join together and bring you the Cascadian Dark IPA. Okay, so it's a Bach at, at its base, at its base, and then you hop the S out of it. Hop the S out with of an it. ale yeast. I know, and I think it's kind of cool that it's a Cascadian Dark IPA because yes. usually it's a CDA. Yes. So they're basically saying like we made this, we made this as an IPA. But our malt profile is a CDA. Yes. And that's, or a Bach, is kind of what they're saying. That's pretty cool. It is. And the color of it's really cool. It's It looks like a brown ale. 
It looks lighter than any CDA yep. I've ever seen. Mo- most CDAs are pretty dark. Pretty dark. Like stout yeah. color. Yep. And this is not. This this sits firmly in the brown ale color. The dark brown ale. Yes. And uh, I took my first sip, and it is everything I want a CDA to be. Canned on August 2nd. Yes. So fresh. Very fresh. I'm always, I'm a date checker now. I go to Market Detroit and people look at me like I'm picking up cans, looking underneath, putting them back. And they're looking at me like, what are you doing? Everybody should be date check, date check, date check. Just date check, guys, please. And if your cans don't have dates, put the dates on. And if your cans do have dates and they're all squeezed together and I can't read it, fix that. I need to know what your date says, please. <laughs> it's like this little, like, tiny little squiggly thing sure. at the corner of the can. Remember the Stormbreaker bottoms? We're like, what does this mean? It's, or Ecliptic? I don't remember what it was, but one of them was like, that's lunar time. It was like some weird space time thing, yeah. like Captain's Log, Star yeah. Date. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, this is everything I want in a Cascadian Dark Ale. It gives me a great burst of hop character in the middle. Uh, of the palate, and then right at the back end, I get so much malt profile coming in. There's like a smoky roastiness that kind of comes in towards the end, and it really ends like a dark beer. Yeah. So I get the IPA start and the dark beer finish, which is what I love about CDAs. Well, stop me if you've heard this before, but I really like where this body lies. Um, <laughs> I, I I think <clears throat> what's really fun about this body is it has a very nice IPA quality to it. Um the malt character, which makes it the color and the flavor is not infringing on how it feels on the palate. It's not heavy, okay? When you use these darker malts, nine times out of ten, you're going to feel that in the mouthfeel. And <clears throat> in a lot of CDAs, you know, or black IPAs, whichever you want to call them, you get great hop character, but it's still a little heavier. You know, the ABV tends to be more closer to seven. This is six six, so it's up there. But this body feels like I'm drinking a West Coast IPA, and yeah. I think that's that's really rad considering the color and the flavor you get out of it. I also think just to add in after my second sip, so maybe it's not body. I'm talking mouthfeel. Well, it's the same. It's kind of the, they go hand in hand for you. Yeah, muscle um, manos. The start of the sip is all Bach. Mm-hmm. You sip it and you're like, ooh, Shiner Bach. And then and then you get into the hops and then you get into the smoky roasty mm-hmm. malt profile. I mean And I actually think the hop character is more pronounced in the flavor than the aroma. Yeah, you don't really get, don't a get a lot a of hop huge aroma. Hop no. aro- aroma out of it. I don't get really much aroma off of it at all, to be honest with you. I, I like I, a maybe a little sweetness, but Yeah, I get I get a touch of sweetness, that that caramely toffee. Like, I kind of get that flavor. Like, that's where the malt profile is shining, and the hops kind of almost feel like they're in the background of the aroma, which is funny because they're like, we hop the S out of this. And you get that in the flavor. Yeah. This is a cool beer. It's a really good Especially beer. Especially from a Saison brewery. <laughs> <laughs> ah, make lots of jokes. I make jokes. It's the new Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Whoa. Um, yeah, this this is a I will buy this again if I see it beer. This is really, really stinking good. It's right up my alley, and it seems like it's right up your alley. Sure. Hence sure. why we meet in the middle at the style so often. Sure. And I think I think And that just gave me an idea. You know, as and and as you know, we always talk about, you know, we got some themes that always run through the last three plus years of this show. Collabs are always a fun thing, but you know, if 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 Barley Brown 
and Breakside are collabing for an IPA. I'm like, of course I'm going to have that. You know, and, and it, that's Wander Jack. I'm using it as a reference. You're like, well, of course. Some IPA kings, of course I want to get into that. You know, or if it's like Heater Allen and Wayfinder, you're like, oh, Lager Kids. Yeah, of course I'm going to get into that. This is an unusual pairing. Yep. And that, my friends, is what I'm here for. And two different see, states as well. Yes. I want to see more pairings like this. That's the real collab. Like, the And boy- that's where three-way has always been a pioneer is right. including all sorts of breweries you would never even consider as a as a partner. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, the boys that I, that I work with at Grains of Wrath went to Sun River and made a double IPA. It's like I was saying. Of course I want to try that. That sounds great. A couple Hop Kings making a double IPA. I can't wait. I'm sure that's great. But it's like. But what if like Grains went down and made a collab with like Good Life Brewing? I, I would still say the same because oh, they, they tend to do more hop forward beers. Okay. But it's like like Monkless down in, in Bend. They're a Belgian brewery. Like they're they're you know, they their inspiration is Trappist, the old school Belgian style. They want to do that. Take a Belgian brewery and mix it with, you know, a Von Eber West Coast IPA or, you know, traditional Pilsners. Like that's what I, I want to see more of that. Like get out of your comfort zone. Well, and, like, and, get wild. And because of that, you would make a really weird style with them, like a Cascadian Dark IPA. Right, right. I don't know. I mean, I mean, Boneyard did does a CDA. Their CDA is Suge Knight. Yeah, I think isn't that so. their CDA? But yeah. I don't know Holy Mountain doing a CDA. I have no idea. So it's kind of like, yeah, I'm just I I don't know. I, I, that's my kind of collab. That's my kind. Well, of there collab. it is. It is. Holy Bones, the Cascadian Dark IPA, the collab from Holy Mountain and Boneyard Beer. I want to go back to Bend and try the beer again. It's been a long time since I've been to Bend. Yeah? Yeah. I feel like I am there like every other weekend. Yeah, well, you have to. Even though I'm not, but it (laughs) sure feels like that. I have been there a lot lately. Uh, But yeah, wonderful beer. I saw this at Market of Choice, of course. if it's me bringing the beer in, you can assume 99% of the time it's Market of Choice. Uh, they have a great loca- uh, great selection. This is there. If you if you frequent any of those, you can keep an eye out for this. I'm sure this is most places you can find beer in the city. I would think so, too. And and if you're a listener of this pod and you're, you're not into the heavier stuff, don't be scared of this. Don't be scared of this. This could be a fun beer for you to experiment with to give you some of those darker qualities without... That, you know, overlying fear of like, oh, I don't like drinking dark beer. They're so heavy. Like, you can avoid that with this. But this is a fun beer. It is. And you don't have to buy a four-pack or a six-whatever they sell it in. Just buy one. Yeah. Like, push yourself. Yep. Just get a can. Just try it. Yeah. Why not? Like like we, like we always say, always try. Yeah. You may drain pour it, but you got to keep trying. Always try. Always keep trying. Oh, the styles you have always been a little iffy on, keep going back. Yep. Because you never know when your palate's going to change. Or you never know where you're going to find one that'll change your mind. That's the truth about that style. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you guys for uh, hanging with us last week as we had the week off. If you have had this beer, let us know. Instagram.com slash beers on us. We still have more box beers we have to drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, fresh hops are coming out. Yep. We have an In the Brews coming up as well as some projects that Patrick's been working on which should hopefully put us back out in the field. Yep, anniversary beer plus uh, plus some on-location stuff. I've got a couple things lined up that we actually haven't spoken about that are just kind of popped up to me recently. So hopefully, hopefully we'll have a really fun end of August all the way through September, and we'll figure out October when we get there. Well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, download wherever you find us, and we will see you every Thursday at 4 next week. 6.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 